Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back, respected listeners. It's just gone 19 minutes past the hour of 6 in the p.m. My name is Muhammad Sheikh, and it's the beautiful day, Tuesday, 31st of July 2018. This is the burning issue right here on 91.3 FM, bringing to you issues that have been steaming our pots in society, in uh, our country, and uh, for that matter, uh, have been stirring our pots such that we bring you analysis, feedback as well as as uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, different different uh, views and perspectives on what's cooking. So, what's cooking this uh, evening? Gun amnesty is it effective? And uh, before I give you the prelude, remember you can join in on the discussion. Zero two one four four two three five three zero is our number to call in. Alternatively, via WhatsApp on zero seven two two three eight zero seven one two, or give us uh, or send us an SMS rather four seven and nine one three. Now, one of the most important side issues that have been highlighted recently, as we covered the surge in gang-related shootings in Cape Town, is the circulation of illegal firearms. As we have reported on in the past, losses of firearms by the police and instances where corrupt members of the police, some of them high-ranking, are selling firearms to criminal gangs, which is a major problem. Now, Parliament's Portfolio Committee on Police will formally consider a firearms amnesty request from the Minister of Police on Thursday, um, uh, the 16th of August. The amnesty protocol is for the 1st of September 2018 for a period of six months, terminating on the 28th of February 2019. However, a plot in the twist uh, as this unfolds on the on Friday, the 27th of July, Gun Owners South Africa, GOSA, asked the North Gauteng High Court for an interdict against the, the South African Police Services to protect firearm owners with licenses that have expired and were prevented from renewing by a combination of illegal and malicious acts by the SAPs. The court granted the interdict. This relief judgment, of course, impacts on whether amnesty could be granted or not. Tonight, we look at the implications of this case for gun owners and we ask, is gun amnesty effective? 47913 is our SMS line alternatively, zero seven two two three eight zero seven one two. Now, our first guest online is the chairperson for the Portfolio Committee on Police, Mr. Francois Buchan. Uh, good evening, Mr. Francois. Okay, I think we do have some turbulence in the background. Uh, we'll try and get hold of Mr. Francois uh, Buchmann again. Uh, however, yes, so that is our talking point this evening. Gun amnesty, is it effective? Are we fearing that uh, illegal firearms have been circulating? And is gun amnesty uh, the answer? Is it uh, the way that, uh, you know, we can reproach this particular peculiar situation? Uh, we welcome back Mr. Francois Buchmann. Good evening, sir. Good evening, Mohammed, and good evening to the voice of the business. Thank you for the opportunity. It's our pleasure. Now, um, let's begin straight into it. Why is the Portfolio Committee on Police considering this amnesty? Well, maybe just to indicate that the Minister of Police, Honorable Becky Pele, wrote to the Speaker of Parliament, um, referring this matter to us. Now, in terms of the Firearm Control Act, the minister has got the power to declare an amnesty if it's in the public interest or there's good reason to do that. Now, um, uh, the amnesty has been referred to the committee, but it's also in terms of the act, very important that Parliament mm-hmm. must approve that 
privacy and consider the relevant reasons, and that's why we're going to um, look at that request on the 16th of August. Okay, sure thing. Now, is amnesty an effective mechanism? Well, since democracy came to our country in 1994, there has been three uh, uh, you know, instances where amnesty was introduced. And in those processes, 120,000 firearms, as well as numerous pieces of admission, was netted in the process. So it is indeed um, a credible process. If it's uh, well-controlled, good managed, it is the, the way to go to ensure that we get rid of unnecessary firearms, but also illegal firearms. Because in terms of the protocol, in terms of the uh, suggestion from the minister, any person who's got a firearm can go to his local police station and mm-hmm. surrender that firearm. Mm-hmm. But of course, that person must also provide his address and details. And of course, that firearm will also be ballistically tested. So um, it will give an opportunity for owners of firearms, but also people who are illegally in possession of firearms to surrender that during the amnesty without being prosecuted. Mm-hmm. Now, we are well aware of the, um, you know, the court decision that was uh, released on Friday, the 27th of July, where uh, GOSA, or rather Gun Owners Associate, Gun Owners South Africa, asked the North Gauteng High Court for an interdict against the SAPs to protect fire owners with licenses who have expired. Uh, what do you make of the decision and what impact does it have on the approval of amnesty? Yes, I mean, from the Portfolio Committee side, we've noted the court case and, and the order that was made. But it's important to note that in terms of the firearms amnesty that the ministry is proposing, if, for instance, if your firearm, firearm a license has lapsed, you, for instance, can then also apply for amnesty. And during that process, if you want to keep your firearm while surrendering it, also apply within 14 days for um, the renewal of that license. But of course, the the court case brings another perspective to it. But what we also um, envisaged to do on the 16th, we also invited all the relevant firearm associations and also the the association who brought the court application to come to Parliament Mm -hmm. to also give input. And we also invited Gun Free South Africa and uh, part of the process were also to get the input. So we were also adding, ascertain their views and opinions and see what can be done that we maybe process this application on the 16th. Sure. Now, as part of the chairperson of the Portfolio Committee, do you all have any input in terms of uh, uh, planning upon receiving or upon conclusion of the amnesty? What happens to the surrendering of all these firearms? Uh, do you all have any input in that particular matter? Maybe just to indicate that in terms of the notice that was referred to us, the minister indicated that in the instance where firearms, where the firearms owners do not want to continue owning or having them, they will not be applying for a new license, those firearms will be destroyed. But what is quite important from the portfolio perspective, and I think you indicated that we had that principal case where Mm -hmm. former colonel of the police, um, you know, illegally... Um, uh, obtained firearms and that was distributed to um, gang groups. We from our side said there must be very strong control, very strict control. There must be audit processes and we also indicated previously or earlier this year that those stations that's been involved in uh, 
illegal firearm, um, you know, uh, processes mm-hmm. should be excluded from, from this amnesty. And indeed, in terms of the notice, in the Western Cape, the Belleville South Police Station mm-hmm. will be excluded uh, from the process of processing the amnesty. And we believe it's quite quite crucial for the South African Police Service to ensure that the firearm control officers, but also the station commanders, mm-hmm. should ensure that there is proper storage and when there is then the transport of those firearms to the distribution centers where they will be uh, be destroyed, that there should be also audit processes in, in, in place to ensure that there can't be a cycling away of illegal firearms to the illegal pools and to criminals. Sure. Now, wh- whose mandate is it to ensure the safekeeping, the transport, as well as the protocols put in place to evade these firearms from being redistributed back into the community? Whose mandate is it? Well, that is clearly the, the, that is the mandate of the South African Police Service. So it means that from an internal control point of view, that means your station commanders, your cluster commanders, but also your provincial uh, commissioners who is, uh, in the end of the day, responsible for policing in the respective provinces. Mm -hmm. They must ensure that there is effective, um, you know, monitoring and also auditing. And, of course, there will also be a team from uh, police headquarters and from the portfolio committee side. We will, on a regular basis, during the amnesty process, if it proceeds on the 1st of September, will call the police management to the portfolio committee mm-hmm. to inquire about the process and protocols and if there's any being uh, any you know breaking of those protocols wonderful mr francois Bukman, thank you so much for joining us this evening you're welcome it's a pleasure. Okay, Mr. Francois Buchmann, the chairperson of the Portfolio Committee on Policing, uh, giving us some insight into the, um, you know, the amnesty that is bound to take place. However, the plot in the twist is the court decision, North Gauteng High Court decision on uh, an interdict rather for SAPs not to be receiving any firearms from people or persons who have legally owned it, but their licenses has expired. That's our talking point. Gun amnesty is it effective for now? The marketplace it is. Love is behind all the greatest stories of our lives. And the greatest love of all is Allah's. The first ten days of Dhul Hijjah are the days most loved by Allah. So give Qurbani in 30 countries worldwide. Give Qurbani. Give love with Islamic relief. Imagine a karate match between a black belt and a white belt. It wouldn't be very pretty. At Dulux, we make sure you match the right colors. Dulux paint comes in every color you can think of. Visit their stores, Dulux Paint Center in Maitland and House of Paint in Deep River for a free consultation and expert advice on the perfect match. Find Dulux on Facebook for more. Dulux, let's color. Whether you're feeling peckish over lunch or racked by late-night cravings, the Wembley Roadhouse is an institution designed to satisfy any seeker of quality, wholesome, delicious food. Open till half past midnight, seven days a week. Wembley Roadhouse serves up a bewildering menu of curries, samosas, grills, faludas, milkshakes and more. Our ample parking makes it easy to find a spot to eat in the comfort of your car or just relax while our waiters attend to your every need. Wembley Roadhouse, 
home of the Wembley Whopper. The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. Thirty-one minutes past the hour of six in the PM on the twenty-eighth of July, two thousand and eighteen. My name is Mohammed Sheikh. So, as mentioned on Friday, the High Court in Pretoria granted an urgent interim interdict prohibiting the police from accepting any firearms for which the licenses had expired at police stations or demanding that such firearms be handed over for destruction. Some four hundred and fifty thousand firearm owners whose licenses had expired would have had to hand in their firearms to the police for destruction, along with an estimated 60 million rounds of ammunition, had it not been for the court order. How does this impact on the possibility of a firearms amnesty in South Africa? I hope and appreciate, as well as uh, you, that uh, this might pose a bit of a conflicting scenario, whereas on one hand we're trying to do good, but at the same time, is it the ultimate most effective outcome? Now, in this particular segment, joining me online is Mr. Paul Oxley, who is the chair, the national chairman on chairman of Gun Owners South Africa (GOSA). Uh, good evening, Paul. Good evening, Mohammed. Good evening, uh, listeners. Thank you so much for joining us. And together with him, joining in is uh, Adele Kirsten, who is the director for Gun Free South Africa. Good evening, Adele. Uh, good evening, Mohammed, and hello to all your listeners. All righty. Let's over to Paul first. Now, Paul, uh, speak to us about the case itself. Why did Gun Owners South Africa pursue the courts for an urgent interim interdict to prevent SAPs from taking any firearms from the public? Um, okay, well, so what the way we view this is, is this, this was a national security crisis. It was precipitated by, by the, uh, the rather unexpected, I might add, um, constitutional court ruling that came out in, on the 7th of June. Um, I don't think anybody had expected the, the Constitutional Court to swerve that way. Certainly the police hadn't. Um, so when, when the Constitutional Court delivered their verdict and said that, uh, they, they, um, that the Sections 24 and 28 of the, of the Firearms Control Act were constitutional, mm-hmm. um, the, uh, the police were left a little bit short, and they were, they were scurrying around frantically trying to, to put a plan into place. Uh, for how they were now going to deal with the situation. Now, we have a, a very well-documented history mm-hmm. in South Africa of the police being completely incapable of handling or, or safekeeping even their own firearms, mm-hmm. let alone firearms which are handed into them for, for, for safekeeping or for destruction. Uh, we have some, you guys in the Cape know particularly well, we had Colonel Chris Prinsler, and I, I, see, that, I see that everybody keeps talking about Chris Prinsler, as a, as a, without, without, without putting his rank in front, one must remember he was a high-ranking police officer. Sure, he was the, uh, he was he was in charge of the of the provincial CFR in in, in Gauteng, um, who stole two and a half thousand firearms and supplied them to to Cape Flats gangs. Um, they're linked to more than a thousand murders in the Cape Flats. So so, you know, this is this is like. Putting putting a, 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 a child molester in charge of the kindergarten by giving more and more firearms to the to, to the SAPS, which they they have no way of, of safekeeping. There's no detailed safekeeping plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they presented a flow chart in Parliament a week after the the order was from from the came down from the Constitutional Court, 
which says nothing about how they're planning to actually safeguard the firearms. Mm-hmm. Um, so so we, we felt we felt obliged to act in the interests of, of the greater South African public. Um, also, you know, we have, we have 437,000 firearms, and I'm not quite sure how many owners that is, but, but we know that more than, than 70% of those firearms are Section 13 or self-defense firearms. So one can, one can reasonably assume that there, there, there's probably in, in excess of 300,000 owners specific mm-hmm. owners that would be impacted by this. Um, now, these are people that, that some of them did absolutely nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. They went to their, their police station uh, at the appointed time to, to renew their licenses in terms of the law, and they were turned away by the police for various reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, the DFO was on six weeks stress leave, I kid you not. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the finance office was closed. Uh, whatever the reason is, people went to the police stations, were turned away, and when they returned to the police stations, they were told, oops, sorry, too late now. Um, you've now you're now within, within the 90-day prior to expiry period. You can no longer, uh, we can no longer accept your, uh, um, your application for renewal of your license. You, you have no option. You have to turn the, the, the firearm into the police for destruction. Mm-hmm. Now, 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 that's illegal to start with because um, you plainly can... Uh, relicense your firearm after, um, after the, after the, after even after um, the expiry of the license. The law makes specific provision for this. Mm-hmm. The fact that the acting national commissioner in February of 2016 issued a, an internal circular to police uh, members that they must no longer accept that, and then that that uh, um, Major General Botner um, caused the. The, the IT system for the Central Firearms Registry uh, to be altered to prevent the capture of late renewal applications, and those are ultra-bureau's actions. Those are unlawful actions by both of them. Um, that, that's, just, that's just unacceptable. That's sure. certainly not the, the, the licensed firearm owner's fault. Did uh, um, the gun yeah. owners South Africa intervene at that particular juncture as well when uh, there was an IT alteration by Major General Botma? <laughs> We only heard about that, strangely enough, we only heard about that two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. We knew that the, the system had been, or, or that, 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 I, that, that DFOs, designated firearms officers, were refusing to accept late renewal applications. But we didn't know exactly, technically, how that had happened. Mm-hmm. And we were, we were informed uh, a couple of weeks ago, and we've since had, had discussions with, with IT professionals that work, for, uh, for, that work on the SAP system at CETA, the SAP being the, the software uh, vendor mm-hmm. that, that, that the Enhanced Firearms Management System uh, um, runs on, uh, as to how they'd actually, they'd actually finangle the system sure. um, to, to prevent people from uh, renewing late. But mm-hmm. the, the, the primary problem was that, uh, that the acting national commissioner had issued an unlawful instruction in February 2016, and this came out in the court case on Friday uh, very, very clearly. The, the fact that the Constitutional Court missed this, the fact that the Constitutional Court missed the fact that the, the 518A, the renewal of, of uh, firearm license form, specifically allows for late renewals, um, and that that is based on the firearms regulations, and the firearms regulations are based on the Firearms Control Act, mm-hmm. and that, that it's obviously plainly been allowed, it, 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 the, 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 the 
the intention of the legislature was always to allow people to renew late. Mm -hmm. The fact that this was missed by the Constitutional Court was actually remarked upon by, 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 by the judge uh, on Friday. Interesting. Uh, how, they, how they missed that. Uh, bef- only knows. Surely, before we touch down to the marketplace, uh, yes. could you run us through the judgment, uh, you know, a bit more uh, with introspection from Friday? Well, okay. So, so the the the, the, the um, types judgment is not is not out yet, mm-hmm. um, as is apparently quite common, and, and it's it's quite disturbing when you think of it. But it, as is apparently quite common, the judgment is the the, the court file is missing. Oh, wow. So between Friday evening, mm-hmm. we finished at about 5.30 on Friday evening. Um, so between 5.30 on Friday evening and Monday morning, uh, between the judges, registrars, and the typists in the North Sighting High Court, apparently the, the court file has, has, has sprouted wings and, and flown away. <laughs> so we actually have people tracking it down at the moment. We don't have a printed judgment yet. Okay. We don't have the typed judgment yet. Mm-hmm. We just have the verbatim copy of the judgment as, as, was, as was dictated in court by the judge. Sure. Um, okay, Adele, I'd like to bring you into the discussion uh, just yeah. after this ad break, but uh, uh, just hold on to the line for us. Thanks. Sure. Saturday Live. Join the Saturday Live team at Devlin Hyper this Saturday, the 4th of August, between 7am to 10am. There will be fantastic giveaways, a trolley dash, and really amazing markdowns in store. So do join us this Saturday at Devlin Hyper, number one Beaufort Circle, Epping Industria. See you there. Welcome to newly opened Mazari Restaurant, where you can experience elegance and true indulgence. With a picturesque setting, our sophisticated menu includes a choice from great steaks, seafood and pastas, and so much more. Our dishes are authentically prepared and beautifully presented. Come and enjoy our distinct flavors for a memorable, mouth-watering dining experience, which is sure to impress the most committed of foodies. Find us at 189 Bay. Tengrach Street or 70 New Church Street, Cape Town and give us a call on 021-707-1001 Mazari Restaurant Africa, the months and days of Hajj towards Eid Al-Adha have arrived. Empower, educate and inspire by sponsoring one or more Qurbani animals for those in need for just 1,150 rands per share in the most deserving areas of Africa or just 1,950 rands per share in South Africa. Call Africa Muslims Agency now on 021-699-0545 or donate online at africamuslimsagency.com co.za africa muslims agency inspiring the spirit of giving Hey buddy, Labu Tati. I see you picked up some weight now. Dukka eat one quality <laughs> meat. They say it's fair fill meat center, Burati. The flesh let your heart erase. Number 339 Fortra Or call 021-939-4222. When I see that flesh, I know that I'm at the right place. Fair fill meat center. Put a smile back on your face. <laughs> The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. The Burning Issue. 
Welcome back. It's just gone 43 minutes past the hour of 6 in the PM. My name is Muhammad Sheikh. Uh, with me this evening in our discussion, gun amnesty, is it effective? And let us know, are you a gun owner? Are you a proponent of the amnesty that has been proposed by the uh, minister in the policing arena? Uh, let me know, 47913, alternatively via WhatsApp, 072-238-0712, or give us a call, 0214423530. Uh, joining me in the discussion this evening is Paul Oxley, the National Chairman chairman of Gun Owners South Africa, and Adele Kirsten, the Director for Gun Free South Africa. And I welcome back, uh, guests. Uh, shifting over to Adele. Adele, what is your take on to the court interdict that was handed down to GOSA on Friday? Well, we think it's, uh, you know, it's an incorrect uh, position given and flies in the face of the Constitutional Court judgment uh, on the 7th of June. Um, so it, it is surprising and, you know, I would expect that the minister will appeal um, the, the ruling. I think one of the important things about the constitutional court ruling mm-hmm. is, and I guess there, there were a number of important um, issues raised in the ruling. The one was confirming the constitutionality of firearms renewal. Now, it's a global principle that underpins most gun laws. Uh, and I think essentially to understand why renewals are important, because in a way part of what goes to is wanting to do is sort of take us back to an apostate era legislation which said that you can have a gun license for life. Mm -hmm. Uh, And really the FCA made a kind of significant break with that legislation of recognizing that this is a lethal weapon. Mm -hmm. And I guess the two two arms of, of the principle of renewals is that the state has the authority uh, to deem whether you continue to meet the criteria for being a fit and proper person, and and the act lists what those criteria are. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's about the state authority to determine whether you you are fit and proper, and that depends on the type of gun you have. But let's look at handguns because those are uh, the ones that 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 most people uh, that have licensed weapons are in possession of, mm-hmm. and so that's every five years. But the other really important part of renewals, which I think we tend to forget, is that uh, it gives an opportunity to the owner mm-hmm. to decide whether, you know, it's, it's mainly he, um, you know, wants to continue owning it, whether his circumstances have changed, uh, whether he wants, whether he continues to need the gun. And so it's a really important sort of dual process uh, of, of, of state uh, authority and an opportunity for an owner to rethink whether or not they need it and their circumstances have changed. Mm-hmm. So, so essentially what, what I guess we're sitting with now as a result of the Constitutional Court ruling is this over 400,000 uh, gun owners whom we actually don't know whether they remain fit and proper. Mm-hmm. You know, they might have developed a mental illness, might have lost their job, and we know that financial insecurity is, is often a trigger mm-hmm. um, for things like uh, murder-suicide. So it's very worrying that we, we're sitting with 
so many hundreds and thousands of gun owners whether we actually don't know whether they are fit um, to to own uh, and to possess these weapons. Sure. Now, um, why does Gun Free South Africa support the firearms amnesty? Um, Mohammed, we support it for a number of reasons, mm-hmm. but I guess just and again, this is looking both at South Africa and what happens across the world. Mm-hmm. Is the primary reason governments hold things like firearms amnesty is to take firearms out of circulation, and in particular illegal weapons, but not necessarily. So we look at the Australia example in 96 when they they brought in very strict gun laws very quickly. They uh, and and essentially banned uh, long weapons and something like 800,000 weapons were handed in. So those were legally owned at the time, but the law, the change in the law then made them illegal. So I think the primary purpose is to get guns out of circulation and in particular to get illegal guns out of circulation. Uh, and and there's good global and local evidence that mm-hmm. by reducing the circulation of guns, mm-hmm. you, re- can, you can reduce gun deaths. So we've seen that in South Africa, particularly in 2005, when we had, I, I would say, one of our most successful amnesties. Mm-hmm. But I think the other reason um, for for gun amnesties is that, for example, in this instance mm-hmm. of the more than 400,000, um, you know, guns that that are, are technically illegal, mm-hmm. um, it would be an opportunity for a person to hand them in and ask uh, to actually continue, that they want to continue to possess the gun and then go into the renewals process. So essentially to bring the person under the law. Mm-hmm. Um, to 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 ensure that that the existing gun owner is complying, or if they don't want it, then to destroy it. So it's an opportunity to uh, to I guess to bring people under the law, but also an opportunity for owners to hand it in. Mm-hmm. Now the key issue is that, of course, from the point of hand in, yes, uh, and you'll see from our, our, our uh, release last week that we we we, ran, we we list a whole range of other factors that are critical. But the, the destruction of the weapons is absolutely essential. It's part of the, the kind of chain of control of guns. Mm-hmm. Um, if given the nature of firearms, mm-hmm. uh, that um, they, th- there's always opportunity for corruption. It's, it's just it's part of the territory. It's a given. Mm-hmm. So the question is, how do you reduce the risk? for weapons to move back into the illegal market once they've been handed in. And good stockpile management, which is what didn't happen with Princely. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and these are international obligations uh, that we have signed on to. Stockpile management, which is the state managing its own stockpiles, uh, is, is, is kind of critical to improving uh, security and safety of, of everyone. Uh, in a country, and and perhaps have not been uh, good at that. So, the, you know, an, just an amnesty is not good enough. There have to be certain conditions, mm-hmm. um, and we we're looking at countries that have had very successful amnesties, like Australia, uh, like Brazil, South Africa. We've we've done some good amnesties. So it's looking at what are the kind of features and elements of these amnesties and what works and what doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that's, as for Gun Free South Africa, we would see that as, as one of our roles over this next period is to help influence and shape 
the conditions of the amnesty. Sure thing. Because although the amnesty has been, uh, the minister has asked for it, mm-hmm. uh, the portfolio committee will only hear this later in August. Because, yes. you know, parliament's not sitting at the moment. They mm-hmm. only come back mid-August. Yes. So it'll only be towards the, in fact, the, there's a big meeting on the 16th of August. Mm-hmm. So the conditions of the amnesty, um, in a way, will, will partly be determined uh, at that point. Sure thing. Uh, for now, we'll have to head back to the marketplace and uh, we'll be back shortly thereafter. Keep it locked. Spice Mecca's newly packaged spices, categorized by spicy orange, exotic red, natural green, and magical purple. Use our blends and seasonings, masalas, herbs, or pure ground and whole spices to create yet another unforgettable taste experience. Choose your color, choose your number. We have your taste. So come on, do it the Spice Mecca way, the cook easy way. Hey Nisa David's attorney specializes in drafting of wills, including Sharia compliant wills, the administration of deceased estates, transfers of fixed properties, registration of bonds or four major banks, creation of trusts, specialized commercial law and sequestration applications. Hey Nisa David's attorneys is an ex-employee of the Master of the High Court, has vast experience in finalization of deceased estates and dealing with the most complex estates. Easy accessible premises situated on the corner of Garfield and Alamin Roads, Claremont, off Imam Haroon Road near Kenilworth Center. Contact us in 021-683-7437. Hairanisa David's Attorneys. Did you know that chiropractic care can help with many health conditions and not just back problems? From headaches, arthritis and sports injuries to colic in babies. Chiropractors don't just medicate, they correct the problem. Dr. Gangad of West End Chiropractic takes the time to listen carefully, examine thoroughly, diagnose correctly, explain clearly and treat effectively. We take pride in our service excellence in chiropractic care. Call us on 021-686-3786. That's West End Chiropractic, 021-686-3786. Welcome to Ilya Laser Hair and Beauty Spa. At Ilya, we have the fastest and most effective laser hair removal technology in the world. Get rid of that unwanted hair permanently and painlessly. We promise you that our rates are the best in Cape Town. Enjoy your beauty treatment for 100 Rand only. Valid from Monday to Thursday, 9am to 6pm. Hair trim, wash and blow from 100 Rand, depending on your hair length. Also enjoy your hair-free life with a 20% discount with any laser treatments with only four to six sessions. Book your appointment now before it's too late. WhatsApp Ilya Laser and Beauty Spa on 062-684-8269 or visit us on Crombum Road, Rundebush East. The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. FM it is. My name is Muhammad Sheikh. So yes, turning our focus on to our WhatsApp messages that have come through. Um, 0115 says, Salaam Alaikum Sheikh Muhammad. The SAPs have no right to use taxpayers' money to fight, uh, you know, GOSA for expired firearm licenses. It's a waste of much-needed taxpayers' money. Uh, Thanks, Paul. Doing a great job from one of your GOSA members. 
Um, GOSA should rather concentrate their efforts on the SAPs bringing criminals to justice instead of wasting their time on law-abiding legal gun owners. Crime is out of control in South Africa. Tongue in cheek there, but yeah, Shukran, keep those messages rolling in. 0722380712 is our WhatsApp line. 47913 is our SMS line. Or give us a call on 0214423530. Um, okay, there's a message that comes through 655. Assalamu alaikum. If you are a gun owner and don't plan on renewing your license, do you have to hand in the gun? Okay, I'm a bit unsure about why you're not wanting to renew, renew your license. But anyways, uh, do let us know. Do you have to hand in the gun or can a family member apply for ownership? We'll get to that in a moment. Um, okay, so 9810 says, I don't think amnesty is a good idea considering the poor conduct of SAP's safekeeping record history. Historically. Now, our guest with us, Paul Oxley, National Chairman, Gun Owners South Africa, as well as Adele Kirsten, Director for Gun Free South Africa. Paul, uh, shifting focus a little bit onto you. Now, I know that uh, you know you've been championing this cause of uh, uh, you know um, the, the 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 owners, the gun the gun owners, to maintain uh, or at least have some reprieve in you know establishing continuity of using the firearm. Now. Uh, do you do you perhaps embrace the concept of the amnesty in any way, in principle rather, as opposed to l- let's keep the decision on hold, let's keep the the, the court interdict on hold? Uh, what are your thoughts yeah. on the amnesty, just the amnesty okay. in principle? Just, just, absolutely, that, that's, a, that's a great question, Mohammed. Uh, firstly, uh, hello, Adele. Um, nice Ed Hominem, by the way, trying to link us to apartheid. <laughs> um, uh, sorry, you know, <laughs> I, I have to say this. Um, I get asked all the time, how do you do this now, and, and uh, how it's difficult and stuff like that. And I say, it's not difficult, it's actually easy. All I have to do is tell the truth. Mm-hmm. All the other side has to do is lie. Um, and, and that's difficult, because Adele's just told us that the, the, the state is going to appeal the, the interim interdict. Of course, Adele knows that you cannot appeal an interim interdict. The interim interdict is just there to hold the place until the main action is heard, so it cannot be appealed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and certainly not going to be appealed this year. Uh, which the, the main act, uh, main act is certainly not going to be heard this year. So, so I'm sorry, the uh, the amnesty is on hold. Mm-hmm. Um, it won't be that won't be possible because the police are not are now not legally allowed to take firearms into their custody that are, where the licenses have, have expired. Sure. Now, just so, focusing so, on that um, amnesty aspect. Right, I mean, so are you welcome to it? Amnesty, I want to talk about the amnesty mm-hmm. too. Um, the, in last year in Parliament, we ran through, the police tried three times last year in Parliament to get this amnesty that they keep trumpeting uh, approved uh, by the Parliamentary Portfolio Committee. They tried sneaking it in through the National Council of Provinces, which is not Parliament, and, uh, and they were slapped down by the, by the, 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 the chairman of the, of the Parliamentary Portfolio Committee. Um, but one of the interesting things that happened in, the, in those parliamentary sessions where it was discussed is that it was revealed in the previous amnesties in South Africa. There has not been a single firearm ever handed in at an amnesty that has been linked to a crime. So in other words, the, the, the excuse that um, amnesties have got something to do with crime fighting and they take illegal firearms off the streets is absolute hogwash. Mm. It's, it's, a, it's a bald-faced lie. They have absolutely no impact. The way the amnesties are structured in South Africa, as South Africa understands them, are not real amnesties. Um, you have to go and take your firearm into the police station, mm-hmm. and they take down all your details. Now, do you think any criminal is going to be that stupid 
But if he's got a, an, an illegal firearm that he's committed crimes with, yes. he's going to take that into a police station and let the police take down all of his details. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've got... These guys, these guys, oh, sure. they're not that stupid. They so really aren't that stupid. Are you, um, and, I mean, I'm sure yeah. you're aware of the amnesty attempts previously, I mean, in 2005 yes. and 2010. Yes, um, and not one single firearm from those amnesties was ever linked to a crime. Okay, interesting. So, so there is no excuse for it being a crime-fighting me- measure. It's not at all. Mm. If now people one of the... want to hand their firearms, if they want to get rid of their firearms, mm-hmm. they're more than welcome to sell them or give them to family members. Um, or to take them into the police to be dis- to surrender to the police for destruction. You don't need an amnesty for that. Okay. They can do that at any stage. Mm, I see where you come from, but uh, you know, just uh, on 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 that point, uh, you know, yeah. trying to try, trying to establish one of the uh, you know, according to some of my research, um, yeah. one of the successes behind amnesty-driven initiatives is the fact of a blanket amnesty, wherein uh, you know they shouldn't they shouldn't uh, you know be asking you all these details and uh, mm-hmm. you know in in the greater scheme of things. And I'm quite surprised that uh, the past two amnesties haven't been uh, you know in accordance or at least uh, privy to that particular aspect. But nonetheless, um, and nonetheless, you know, we'd get comment from Adele, but we have to, it's 7 o'clock on the head in the PM, and uh, we'd have to, uh, okay, I believe we can still we can still continue for a few moments. Uh, okay, thanks, uh, Faiz, David. Um, uh, you know, let's welcome back uh, Adele into the discussion. Um, Adele, okay, so we have some of the messages coming through. Mm-hmm. Um, 0115 says, I'll, I'll perhaps read these few in a message as they require some extra thought process with regards to additional stuff but um, you know you know um, I, I would imagine that Adele you're quite uh, quite a champion of this amnesty initiative does the fact that the Prince Luke case had loomed in our midst does that give you any change or any different idea or uh, once the firearm is handed in what then is your you know your recourse what then is your resolution or your suggestions to Parliament uh, at least to the, the you know the the policing portfolio in order to uh, prevent this from happening or the redistribution of these guns uh, into communities? Yeah. I mean, I think there are a couple of things uh, that can happen, but I think just to reiterate that mm-hmm. essentially what the amnesty does is, for example, if you're taking 40,000 guns off the street, mm-hmm. you're taking 40,000 guns out of circulation and you're reducing the risk of uh, a loved one being killed or injured with the gun. So that's significant. So, we, we, so again, to remember that it's about removing guns from circulation. Mm-hmm. Now, the issue of the blanket amnesty is a complex one. I, I think it's, it's um, a, and a difficult one because you have, on the one hand, the people who said that if a gun that's handed in is linked to a crime uh, in which my loved one was killed, and no details are taken of the person. I want justice. And so that's part of the resistance from the public on, uh, against the blanket amnesty. Mm-hmm. But what's important to remember with the blanket amnesty is that the details of uh, the weapon is recorded. So it's not like just that you hand the gun in. So the details of the weapon absolutely have to be recorded. It's the details of the person handing in aren't recorded. Uh, And that's worked very well in in a country like Brazil. But the two other issues um, or two other conditions that will really help encourage people to hand in and will reduce the risk of... Uh, someone like Prince Lee, who worked closely, and you know, he didn't do this on his own. He did this with a businessman and, in fact, an accredited firearms dealer. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of all along the 
firearms management chain that you find people involved in. It's not just one individual, and I think that's important to remember. Mm -hmm. But what you need to do, and, and, and we've done this in South Africa before, is one is at the point of hand in, mm -hmm. the weapon is disabled. Um, and so it's crashed or it's, uh, and, and the cop is, and the other thing is handing it in at a neutral venue. Mm -hmm. we, we have to accept that the high levels of distrust between uh, people and, and, and the police. So combining a neutral venue mm -hmm. with that at the point of handing, uh, the weapon is immobilized. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not completely destroyed. It, it builds confidence that mm -hmm. the person handing in the weapon and moreover the general public see that this weapon is immobilized. Mm -hmm. um, of course, it's fairly easy, you know, to reactivate it again. Mm -hmm. But the point is that immediately there's, there's a kind of very tangible and very visual mm -hmm. uh, image of, of the weapon being disabled. And then you have to move fast to destruction. And this is where one of the, the real challenges lie, yes. is that you, the SAPs will want to do ballistics. Mm. Um, and so in terms of their capacity and how long that will take. Sure. Um, but these are some of the issues that SAPs have to grapple with, that we have to grapple with. And what we would, uh, and I guess as Gunfree, is we're putting out some of the stuff as potential solutions and for public debate. So I'd be really interested to hear what the listeners think uh, about the issue of neutral venues and disabling uh, the weapon at the point of handing. So these are small things that you can do to help build confidence and to reduce the risk. There's mm -hmm. always a risk. Sure you thing. want to reduce the risk of the weapon moving back out uh, and killing innocent people. Absolutely. Uh, thanks for that, Adele. But for now, we are definitely heading into the marketplace, I believe. Okay. Um, uh, uh, Paul Aswell, um, our guest online mm -hmm. for this evening, um, we will be calling your back in a few moments from now. We just would like to get comment from uh, uh, our MEC in the Western Cape, Dan Plateau. So uh, at approximately 20 minutes past seven, we will be calling you all back for continuing with our discussion till nine, till 8 p.m. Thank you. For, that, for now, it's the marketplace phase. Shukran. Live from Cape Town, this is the Voice of the Cape. 91.3 FM Alpha Bodyworks Collision Repair Center and Alpha Express Auto Leaders in collision repairs to all types of vehicles Backed by all major insurers and vehicle manufacturers Including VW, Audi and Toyota Using the latest technology and decades of industry experience We at Alpha Bodyworks are renowned for quality and excellent service Not insured? We offer special rates for all non-insured clients with 21 courtesy vehicles and a 24-hour recovery service, trust Alpha Body Works to bring you peace of mind. Contact Alpha Body Works today. Call 021-691-9333 or 5 or visit www.alphabodyworks.co.za. Alpha Body Works Collision Repair Center. Steps above the rest. Did you wake up this morning feeling a little bit incomplete? That you're not quite living your life with purpose? Do you truly want to be the best in your industry? Would you like to ensure the best for your family and excel at the best you can be? If you have answered yes, then the call to success is ensuring you join the Medina Institute Usuludin program based on the Holy Quran and Authentic Sunnah. 
To find out more, you can visit Medina Institute on the 7th floor in the Icon Building, Lower Long Street in Cape Town, or call us at 021-421-9027. can also visit us online at www.medinainstitute.org.za. It's exam time again. With three teenagers, that used to mean late-night cramming sessions and very stressed-out kids. Not anymore. Thanks to Memorex. This all-natural supplement helps reduce mental fatigue and stress and helps my kids concentrate for longer. And when it's time to write, Memorex improves their memory retention and recall. Exam time equals Memorex time. Memorex, the X factor in memory reboot. Visit memorx.co.za. Available at leading pharmacies and health shops. Live from Cape Town, this is the Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. Seven minutes past the hour of seven in the PM. My name is Mohammed Sheikh and tonight we are talking gun amnesty. Is it effective? We'd like to welcome with us this evening the MEC for Community Safety, Mr. Dan Plato, and getting his comment. Good evening, Mr. Plato. Good evening. How are you doing this evening? Very well, very well. Okay, so uh, to begin proceedings, are you supporting the proposal for a national gun amnesty period? Definitely, yes. I think it's a golden opportunity for Capetonians, but also other South Africans um, with, uh, it's got guns in their possession, even if it is an illegal, illegal gun, mm-hmm. even a legal one, and they want to dispose of that gun, to hand it in at the nearest police station uh, without, uh, as far as I understand, and I still need to familiarize myself with uh, the script when the national minister release uh, all the conditions pertaining to the amnesty, but I suppose mm-hmm. that uh, even if it is an illegal firearm, mm-hmm. you will not be arrested or you will not have to go to court and explain where you get the gun from. I think the aim of the amnesty period will be uh, to collect uh, as many illegal guns as possible. Okay. I believe this was one of the recommendations the Western Cape government made in 2015 to the Civilian Secretariat of Police. Could you explain this in more detail? Yeah, no. um, During that time, we looked Prior to that, uh, there was a amnesty period. I think it was during um, the time of uh, Nati in Shreku, um, or Mtetwa, my apologies. Um, and it was quite successful. Hundreds of guns was handed in, hundreds of illegal guns specifically. And um, the Western Cape government then was of the opinion we need more of such amnesty periods. Looking at what's happening on the Cape Flats uh, nowadays with even youngsters running around with guns, uh, don't know um, the seriousness of having a gun in their position and the fact that the gun kills and that sort of thing. And we think we need to open 
the amnesty period more often uh, for people to dispose of the illegal guns. And uh, it's for that very reason why we proposed it at that time in 2015 already. It did not materialize mm-hmm. um, and that sort of thing. But uh, it's for that very reason why we, as the Western Cape government, with this amnesty period, that we were so quick out of the blocks and dare uh, to state publicly we will support um, Minister Becky Kerle mm-hmm. uh, with this coming uh, amnesty period. Sure. Now, key to the operational implementation of the amnesty period is to ensure that weapons and ammunition handed over are traceable and prevented from being used again or finding their way back into criminal hands. Is this possible given the rampant corruption in the police force? Well, we hope for the best. I think the Standing Committee uh, in particular, that is now the National Government Standing Committee for Police under the chairmanship of Francois Bietman, made similar comments, exactly what you indicate. Uh, the fact is um, that we are very aware of what happened with the Colonel Prince case, with guns that was um, handed in uh, during a, a mass period, even confiscated by the police, and the police never dispose of the guns in a, their prescribed manner, and uh, it landed back in the hands of the gangsters. So I think the police now, uh, days today, is well aware of the pitfalls, well aware of what happened in the past. I think they will be very aware of that, and I think the police leadership, as I know them, will make sure. Uh, they plug all the necessary holes and they mm-hmm. will make sure uh, that the guns get disposed in a very uh, professional manner. Sure. Now, w- one of the things that boggles my mind together with this amnesty is supposing a person, um, you know, comes in and, uh, you know, he has an illegal firearm. Um, and you've mentioned that, you know, one of the uh, conditions set out by the national minister is uh, not to be prosecuted or uh, taken to court for handing in this illegal firearm. Firearm. Now, supposing this firearm is, you know, traced back to perhaps a murder, a robbery, or implicated in different series of murders and robberies, uh, what then happens? Look, uh, that is exactly what the conditions will have to spell out. As I said, the announcement was made without the set conditions attached to the announcement. So I haven't seen uh, any conditions released as yet. And obviously, uh, the the Standing Committee for Police in National Parliament will deal with all of those issues. They will definitely ask the necessary questions. Mm-hmm. What if, uh, and, and as you have explained, and I think your, your statement is quite valid, mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is they will have to to set out the necessary conditions under which uh, people can hand over uh, and in the firearms. And yes, um, it is definitely a case to make out if mm-hmm. it is fined that that specific firearm was used in multiple um, killings, multiple murders, and so forth. Sure. Um, the conditions will have to, to say to us what needs to happen next. Sure. We have a message from 8264 which says, Assalamu why doesn't apps give you a notification to renew your gun license like your TV license or your car license. Uh, in liaising with SAPS, do you think this is also an issue, notification of uh, gun owners that, you know what, hey, it's time to pay up or it's time to renew your license? Yeah, 
look, uh, there's many, many problems currently with the renewal of firearms. My office is inundated with emails and calls. Mm-hmm. Uh, people very, very upset. They are currently lots and lots, literally thousands of people is currently in possession of let's say almost in, in, in inverted commas uh, of a illegal firearm mm-hmm. without a license. Licenses have expired. And I think government will have to look at other means and ways of how to address that problem. Wonderful. And uh, I would imagine you are liaising with the community forum. What, what would then be your approach in addressing this issue? Like you said, you've inund- been inundated with emails and letters. Uh, what is your recourse or your action next? Look, it, it, it is not good for government as a whole. It, it shows ineffectiveness. Mm-hmm. Uh, it shows that uh, uh, the police management's house is not in order. Um, it shows uh, that uh, the police must begin to get their act together because it sent out the wrong messages to the public out there. And the public want efficient, efficient government, uh, effective government, and effective police force to deal with the issues such as licensing of their firearms. And I think the police leadership, um, unfortunately, it is uh, boils down to a policing leadership issue. Mm-hmm. They will have to get the act together because this uh, uh, can, cannot continue uh, like it is continuing right now. As I stated earlier, it, it, the wrong messages is hurting mm-hmm. the image of government as a whole. Wonderful. Mr. Dan Plato, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Thank you. Pleasure. Keep Have a well. splendid Bye-bye. one. Yes, Mr. Dan Plato, the MEC for uh, Community Safety in the Western Cape, uh, in, uh, telling us a little bit about his involvement and his role in ensuring that, uh, uh, you know, gun amnesty, firstly, is welcomed. And uh, secondly, he acknowledges certain issues such as, uh, uh, you know, one of our listeners highlighted the notifications um, being a problem, but at the same time, uh, you know, getting the ball rolling for gun amnesty for now, the Wakt of Isha has just loomed in and uh, we'll continue with our discussion on gun amnesty. Is it effective? But keep your messages rolling, 0722380712 and uh, we'll be back there after, inshallah. Keep it locked. The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. Radio station, your radio station, our radio station, the voice of the Cape. Quranic concepts brought to you by the International Peace College, South Africa. The Quranic concept of environmental justice. In the Quran, believers are referred to as Khalifatullah, a role of exigency that is undertaken by all those who bear witness and have submitted to be in the service of Allah Most High. Believers are thus entrusted with the divine privilege of custodianship to serve as the protectors and nurturers of all that sustains human life on earth. According to numerous references made in the Qur'an, all of the earth's provisions have been created to help best serve human existence here on earth. At the helm of creation, 
is humankind. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed much confidence that in serving as His vicegerents on earth, believers will be at the forefront of taking up the task of preserving the numerous and complex ecosystems, respect the intricate workings of nature and the environments that we share with our co-inhabitants of earth. The environmental ethic of Islam is therefore one that is premised on justice. As a vicegerent, a believer is tasked with ensuring that all of the earth's provisions and its environments are sustained and utilized for the purposes that it has been created for. Environmental justice in Islam therefore entails a conscious effort to serve and act upon our privilege of custodianship and to do so in reverence to our Creator. Quranic Concepts brought to you by IPSA, the only accredited and registered tertiary Islamic studies institute in South Africa. Join IPSA's unique postgraduate studies program majoring in Maqasid al-Sharia, a first in South Africa, ideal for ulama and professionals. RPL pathways available, T's and C's apply. Program commences 18th July 2018. Email postgrad at ipsa-edu.org. أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن لا
والصلاة القائمة آت سيدنا محمد الوصيلة والفضيلة والشرف والدرجة الرفيعة وبعثه مقاما محمودا الذي وعدته وارزقنا شفاعته يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف الميعاد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وليعلم الذين نافقوا وقيل لهم تعالوا قاتلوا وقيل لهم تعالوا قاتلوا في سبيل الله أو ادفعوا قالوا لو نعلم قتالا لاتبعناكم هم Yep. Oh, no. 
Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. Africa. Did you know a water well in Africa allows a girl child to go to school, empowers a community, is a means of Sadaqa Jaria for you. Sponsor a water well at 12,000 rand or a borehole at 42,500 rand and earn perpetual reward. Special monthly payments can be arranged. Contact Africa Muslims Agency now on 021-699-0545 or donate online at Africa Muslims Agency at co.za. Africa Muslims Agency, inspiring the spirit of giving. Vision Child and Youth Care Centre, a children's home that cannot function without a community support. With your help, Vision can give children the opportunity to a brighter future. Please forward your fitra, zakah, fidya, lillah to Vision Child and Youth Care Centre. Call now on 692-1129 or 021-692-1149. Mobile number 072-176-3987. At Vision, we welcome your support. Voice of the Cape in association with the Gift of the Givers will be hosting the 9th Golden Hour Luncheon on Saturday the 4th of August 2018 at the Belgravia High School Hall in Feltrode, Belgravia from 12pm to 5pm. Tickets are available at only 230 Rand each from Shiham on 021-442-3500 at the Voice of the Cape offices and from Taz Boutique in Gatesville. For more information, contact Sukaina Johadin on 021-697-5627. Limited seats are available, so don't delay and join us for good food, fabulous entertainment and great company with your favorite radio station, The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo, a true leader in community radio broadcasting. following specials are available at Devlin Hyper. Bobtail 8kg dog food, only 199 rand. 1 litre wild island juice, concentrate, assorted flavours, only 8 rand 99. Fair Cape 6x1 litre long life milk, only 57 rand 99. Assorted 2 litre double oak cool drinks, for only 8 rand 99 each. Make your way to Devlin Hyper at number one Bofu Circle Epping with convenient indoor parking. We have everything you 
you need and are open seven days a week. The Voice of the Cape and Maiden Travel presents a 15-day Far East Three Countries tour. Departing on the 2nd of December 2018 and returning on the 16th of December 2018. Fly with Emirate Airlines, spend five nights in Kuala Lumpur, Melia Central KL, two nights Malacca, Swiss Gardens Hotel, three nights Indonesia, Batam Island Tori Beach Resort and two nights Singapore, Hilton Garden Inn Hotel. Half-day tour in each city includes all entrance fees, cultural show in Kuala Lumpur and Malacca Evening River Tour. Total price of 24,500 rand per person, sharing a double or twin room. Contact our tour leader Raji Devaji on 083-480-4313 or The Voice of the Cape on 021-442-3500. Maiden Travel and Tours and The Voice of the Cape. The Islamic Dawah movement of Southern Africa has built over 40 masajid as well as boreholes and classroom blocks all amongst previously disadvantaged communities. We have now commenced constructing a new masjid in Dimbaneni village in Eastern Cape with the contribution of many parties and with united efforts. Help IDM complete this project sooner, inshallah. Every rand counts. Ideal for Sadaqa Jaria or Isali Sawab for Marhums or general donations. Call IDM on 031-304-6883. That's right. IDM on 031-304-6883. IDM, together we merge the light of Islam with the people of Africa, inshallah. Suburban Travel and Tour Advisors introduces its tour to one of the world's most picturesque and naturally beautiful countries, Croatia, with Bosnia and Herzegovina, with its strong Islamic history, departing the 1st September from 29,999 rand per person sharing for 12 days days, including four-star hotels, breakfast dinners, and daily guided tours, excluded visa costs. Call Suburban Travel and Tour Advisors on 021-696-0943 or 084-556-4659. Come as a stranger and leave as a friend. Due to our amazing negotiating skills at Suburban Travel and Tour Advisors, we can now offer you a further 3,000 Rand discount off the advertised price on this amazing Balkans tour. Hello, Mr. Contractor. Come visit Timber City Woodstock for all your precision cutting, edging, and drilling needs. Tell them to be. That's right. We're the specialists in timber, boards, and all things cabinets, like fittings, fastenings, accessories, and finishes. Plus, free expert advice and quotes, not to mention our dedicated parking. So visit Timber City in Victoria Road, Woodstock, or online today and get it cut right. First time, on time, every time. Your project partner. Timber City. The Voice of the Cape. 91.3 FM Stereo The Burning Issue Welcome back. My name is Mohammed Sheikh and uh, we are talking about gun amnesty. Of course, we are unpacking the Pretoria High Court judgment, which granted an urgent interim interdict, prohibiting the police from accepting any firearms for which the licenses had expired at police stations or demanding that su- such firearms be handed over for destruction. Some 450,000 
firearm owners whose licenses had expired would have had to hand in their firearms to the police for destruction, along with an estimated 60 million rounds of ammunition, had it not been for the court order. So still with us online, we have our guests that have been with us since uh, uh, the start of the program. Paul Oxley, who is the National Chairman for Gun Owners South Africa, GOSA, and Adele Kirsten, uh, who is the Director for Gun Free South Africa. So our listeners have been contributing. Yes, keep it rolling. 072-238-0712. Alternatively, 47913 is our SMS line. Or give us a call in what's left of this evening's edition of Burning Issue on 21 uh, to Adele from uh, Gun Free South Africa. Is it logical to compare other countries' guns laws to South Africa uh, in reference to Australia and Brazil when South Africa has one of the highest violent crime rates in the world? I mean, we absolutely have to be looking at other countries uh, mm-hmm. to find out what, what happens. And I think it both tells us what doesn't work and what does work. Mm-hmm. And it's useful to look at countries that are very similar to us, such as Brazil. Mm. Uh, they've also got very high uh, levels of, of, of gun violence. Sure. And then to look at countries like Australia. Um, and I think one of the, I guess one of the mistakes we make is that the nature of Australia's gun violence was, is, is and was very different to South Africa. They had a history of gun massacres. Um, and and, and they, they had several, um, in fact, almost every other year uh, over a 20-year period. And then, then in 1996, when the Port Arthur massacre happened, mm-hmm. they moved swiftly. It was the, at, at that stage, it was the biggest gun massacre in the world uh, uh, at the hands of a single human being. 35 people were killed. And they then banned um, long guns and, and removed, you know, several hundred thousand off the streets. And since then, Australia has not had uh, any gun massacres. So that's, so one, what, what's really important is mm-hmm. one needs to look at the context. Sure. Um, and so that helps us understand what the issues were for the Australian people and then the interventions that, that helped significantly reduce that kind of gun crime. Okay. So we need to look at South Africa and countries like Brazil, mm-hmm. uh, many other Latin American countries like El Salvador, uh, Caribbean, like, like Jamaica. Our problem is handguns. Mm. Um, and so you have this, this, this situation where we have high levels of, of um, or, or let's say those people who choose to get a weapon, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's primarily a handgun for self-defense. Wonderful. Um, and so, but that's the very gun that's used, that's the weapon of choice for criminals. Mm-hmm. So we have massive loss and theft um, of civilian weapons moving into the illegal uh, market. So oh. handguns are really our problem. Okay. Uh, I would say something like 90%. I think that's what the Central Farms Register has come out with. Uh, close to 90% of gun-related crime, a handgun is used. So that's our problem, and that's what we have to tackle. But sure. looking at what happens in other countries helps us 
um, think more creatively about what could work. Absolutely, using that as a model and framework to try and see what the pros and cons for us. Now, a question, a comment uh, directed to Paul from GOSA. I am a firearms owner for the past 25 years and have never had a run-in with the law. The Minister of Police are being unnecessary to invoke prevention of renewal of firearm license. Okay, that's a comment that comes through. But the question further, um, and uh, this one comes in, I have a gun but have not been given notice that it has expired. I have left the gun with a company who's licensed to keep guns for safekeeping. I think I need to renew my license, my gun license. What do I do? Your take on that, well, uh, Paul? Mm-hmm. That, that's fantastic. Now, that's exactly what the person should do. They should renew. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I said, the, the, the impediments to renewals, and the problem only really started surfacing in, in February 2016 with the unlawful instruction from the uh, internal instruction from the, the police commissioner, the acting police commissioner at that stage. Um, the, the, you, he should, of course, renew. He can renew at any time, as provided that there's good cause shown. And this was held by, uh, by both the Constitutional Court, uh, although they, they, they got themselves a little tangled up by not quite understanding the law properly, which is, which is quite puzzling, considering they, can, they are the Constitutional Court. One would expect better of them. Mm-hmm. However, uh, Judge Prinsloo in the North Siting High Court on Friday cut through all of that and, uh, and got to the truth of the matter and said, look, it's, it's plainly obvious that the, the Act intends people to be able to, to renew even after uh, um, expiry of the license. And he's now opened the way to make that possible by stopping the police from taking into their possession firearms purely on the basis that the license for the firearm has been as, as, as expired. Sure. What, what, what GOSA is doing for people, and I gave you, uh, when we were off air a moment ago, mm-hmm. I, I gave you our website address, uh, gosa.co.za, mm-hmm. and I also told you about our Facebook group, which has some 45,000 uh, uh, members. Um, and on both of those media, uh, we have what we call the GOSA Renewal Rescue Pack. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is for people who are distressed, who have uh, their firearm licenses have expired, and they need to renew those firearm licenses. Mm-hmm. In terms of the law, um, you have to take every reasonable step. And if you've taken every reasonable step to comply with the law, the Constitutional Court has decreed that you may not be arrested or prosecuted. Mm-hmm. So the police running around threatening people with arrest and prosecution is, again, just unlawful. Um, and it's something we've unfortunately had to become accustomed to in South Africa. Okay. However, we've got the answer for that in the GOSA Renewal Rescue Pack, mm-hmm. which they can download from either gosa.ca.za or from our, our Facebook group. Um, and just hearkening back to a thing, one of the most interesting things about, about, about GOSA that, that, that's really heartened me or made my heart sing in the last little while. Mm-hmm. Um, this court case was funded entirely by our members. We're a member-funded organization. We're mm-hmm. a public-funded organization by South African members. Um, unlike Guntree, South Africa, that derives 90% of their funding from overseas. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so when we put out a call for, for funding for this, this law, for, for this, this, um, this, this case, um, we have funding poured in. And I must tell you something that's the most heartening for specifically to, 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 to show you exactly what kind of people gun owners are. We had a social pensioner in Guguletu mm-hmm. donate 10 rand to us. Mm-hmm. 10 rand. 
because that's all they could afford out of their social pension. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's wonderful. The, that, that, that's the thing that makes you want to cry. That, no. that, 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 that's from the heart. Well, I suppose absolutely in the cause that you're championing, I mean, that would be absolutely meaningful. Uh, but for now, we have to head to the marketplace again. We'll resume shortly thereafter. Keep it locked. Economic Motor Spares and Auto Paints Observatory is your first and only choice for quality guaranteed parts. We offer free delivery in the CBD area. Visit us at 391 Main Road Observatory. Phone 021-448-0694. Economic Motor Spares and Auto Paints Observatory. Do you need safe and secure storage space? then Storage Mania is your solution. We store anything from household furniture to business equipment. Storage Mania is the only storage facility that accommodates cars and boats. So for easy access to offload your goods, our facility will allow you to drive directly to your unit. Call Storage Mania now on 021-691-9178 or visit www.storagemania.co.za and book your unit. Storage Mania, your storage solution. from Cape Town. This is the Voice of the Cape. 91.3 FM. Welcome back. 44 minutes past the hour of 7 in the PM. My name is Mohammed Sheikh. So, yes, on our WhatsApp line, 9484 says, Assalamu alaikum, we can't compare SA to other countries because of incompetence and sometimes corruption in SAPs. How many of those 450,000 firearms will end up in the hands of criminals? What criminals would really hand in a firearm that he's been using for criminal activity and get away with it? A big thank you to the guests. That comes from 9484. Okay, 3363. Uh, Assalamu alaikum. Can you take a gun over if the license is expired and renew it? I think we've uh, you know, quite expounded on that with the latest ruling that uh, it's still renewable. But yes, keep those messages rolling on 072238. Uh, Zero seven one two. Now um, we're still talking about gun amnesty. Is it effective? And um, within the South African context, now let's focus a little bit, not just primarily on guns and the nature of uh, the amnesty, but the impact this has on crime as well as the safety of the public. Uh, Paul, moving on to you, what are the societal yes. consequences of removing self-defence firearms from members of the public? Well, especially if it was to happen in uh, in, in numbers the way that that has been contemplated, um, uh, it would be an absolute disaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's a, a lot of people can't afford armed response. I know Adele is, is is lucky enough to have armed response at her house, um, but a lot of people can't afford armed response. Mm-hmm. They are reliant on whatever firearm they happen to have, and it may not be a fantastic firearm. It might be something quite uh, quite common. Um, mm-hmm. and, 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 and quite uh, um, quite cheap, mm-hmm. uh, but it's their form of self-defense. Sure. It's the way that they can keep the boogeyman from, from, from attacking their family at night, mm-hmm. um, and it's crucial to that. So if you're suddenly going to, we have, a, we have a completely overworked and overstressed police force in this country, as it is. If you now suddenly have an extra 
300 or 400,000 people that are without their own defense. So between the time when the, when the criminal calls on you and the time when the police pitch up to put a white chalk line around your body, you're on your own. Mm-hmm. You no longer have your, your, your firearm. And, and the problem is that, that, as we've seen, the firearms that are handed to the police, largely thanks to, to Gunfree South Africa's touted amnesties, end up in criminal hands, in vast numbers. A thousand people on the Cape Flats can thank Gunfree South, Gunfree South Africa for, for arming the criminals. And, you know, we, we just can't do it. it it's illogical. It's stupid. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a failed system from, from, from Canada and from New Zealand. Uh, that has been repealed in both of those countries, uh, it just doesn't work. It cannot work. Sure. I appreciate the strong sentiments from there, but uh, ultimately it's still the gun that is committing those murders, you know. So no, it's not. There has guns, to... don't commit, don't, guns can't commit crimes. It's people that commit crimes. No, surely, surely. You, you, you're trying to blame... Um, uh, motor cars for accidents. Well, it's the driver, uh, of course. Yeah. But if you arm the exactly. if you arm the individual with the gun, obviously, if it circulates in the wrong hands, so we need to appreciate both sides well, of the coin, and we need to. Eighty-five percent of violent crime in South Africa is perpetrated with with, with, with knives, not with guns. Eighty-five percent. So mm. you know what, what's what's the solution? We take knives away from people, then they pick up bricks mm. or, or, or or I don't know logs. And they start hitting other people with bats. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not about the, the gun. It's not about the instrument. It's about the evil that lurks in the heart of man. Surely, we have to get rid of. We have to get rid of the evil in the heart of man, mm-hmm. not the instrument that he may choose to use at any particular time. Well, of course, uh, I we've mean, we've seen this with suicides. You, they, 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 one of the arguments is, oh, if you take guns away, people won't use guns to commit suicide. Then mm-hmm. they hang themselves, or they set their shacks alight mm-hmm. and burn themselves and their children, and their neighbors. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, it, people, the problem is people. The problem mm-hmm. is the evil that lurks in the heart of man. And until we can figure out how to sort that out, mm-hmm. the instruments they use are... Or just instruments? No, surely. I think yes. Mm. It's the it's a driving factor. It's it's the mm. person. It's the perpetrator. It's the man standing behind the weapon. That's uh, you know the concern of question exactly. right here. Um, exactly. I, I I agree with that particular sentiment. Uh, you know, and uh, I think it's it's the mindset and it's you know changing the system as opposed to the uh, actual instruments within the system. But but nonetheless, you know, um, while whilst we still keep that at heart and uh, mm-hmm. uh, just to keep our listeners in tune that we have been talking. about about uh, the gun amnesty that has been, uh, you know, uh, in talks uh, from from the higher powers that be, I would imagine, as well as uh, sifting down happen. through, um, you know, any person through. But yes, the the the, the turning point is the, uh, you know, the court, uh, the the Gauteng, uh, court interdict, uh, wherein a person uh, who has a licensed a firearm whose license has expired does not have to turn it in uh, you know t- into police custody for destruction hopefully and and furthermore but for now i think we we have to head uh, back to the marketplace for our final segment uh, and we'll resume shortly thereafter keep it locked Listen up, Scarpstat. Now, if you're looking for a one-stop chop shop, the Lamborghini of all meat markets, the Bifana Bifana of butchers, make no mistake. For the best quality and the best price, in Grassy Park, pick and pay local stores, Blue Dance and Athlone, there's only one place where you'll find the perfect meaty steak. Busy Corner Meat Hyper Stores. So don't be a chop man. Make a bull run down to Busy Corner Meat Hyper Stores, where people meet. Yours is a true craft. 
playing cat and mouse with the weather of overtime all the time and chasing deadlines brick after brick because you're not just doing a job you're providing jobs that's why you come to us at builders we're happy to help and you get the best deals on the widest range of quality products here we know you're not just a doer you're a builder get to builders get it done Travel Unlimited Travel and Tours are proud to offer affordable Umrah packages for November and December 2018. Travel Unlimited 21 Day Mulidun Nabi Tour on 10th of November from 13,500 rands per person sharing. On 18th or 19th of December from 15,990 rands and a 3 Haram Tour from 24,990 rands per person including Masjidul Aqsa. Departing on the 16th of December 2018, we have a special Baghdad tour from 26,500 per person with five-star hotels and ziyarahs in Baghdad, Karbala, Najaf and two nights in Turkey with flights escaped on plus tours. Above packages include airfares, Saudi visas, accommodation and transfers in the company of our qualified tour guides. Contact your staff today at our offices in Athlone on 021-699-1153. We also offer Umrah and Hajj classes from Wednesday the 18th of July at East Ridge Community Center Mitchell's Plain and at Pelican Park Mosque hosted by Sheikh Amin Francis and Maulana Abdul Karim on Mondays and Wednesdays. The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM Stereo It's quite uh, quite heated indeed on this beautiful cold evening, the 28th of July 2018, right here in the Mother City. This is the Voice of the Cape. My name is Mohammed Sheikh. Our guests in studio, Paul Oxley, National Chairman, Chairman for Gun Owners South Africa. And we have Adele Kirsten, the Director for Gun Free South Africa. Now we have a question lined up for Adele and we'd like to welcome our guests back. Um, Adele, in terms of, you know, propositions to the, the you know, the policing committee, the chairperson of the policing committee, committee or, um, you know, parliament in general or whoever the authorities that are involved in this amnesty. Um, you, you've highlighted uh, quite earlier on that, uh, you know, as the point of uh, a reference, when the gun is handed in, um, one of the suggestions that we ought to think about is it be, uh, you know, disabled at that mm-hmm. juncture. And then furthermore, um, you know, the, the concept of a blanket amnesty. Now, as part of Gun Free South Africa, have you put such recommendations forward in terms of you know these ongoing discussions with parliament etc and what has the outcome been you know where are we sitting at at this point um we've made several uh, presentations to parliament Mm -hmm. uh, and also uh, to the ministry of police so uh, and that includes uh, more than just those two points but again there will be uh, an opportunity for presentation on the 16th uh, of August. So yes, we we have, and they, I mean, there is discussion and engagement with the issue. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they're interested in hearing from, you know, what's worked in other countries. But in 1994, mm-hmm. when Gun Free South Africa actually organized one of the first, uh, it was a 24-hour national amnesty on the 16th of December, uh, that's exactly what we did. We had it at neutral venues, and the weapon was disabled at the point of handing. So we've done it here in South Africa before. So mm-hmm. this is not necessarily something new. Uh, it hasn't been done for you know, 15 years. Mm-hmm. But it's something we know how to do. We've done it before, and it's certainly something 
uh, worth, worth worth looking at. Um, Mohammed, I just want to, I know that's a question specifically, but I, I, I guess just in, in terms of where, where Paul left off, mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I, I want to make a couple of points because I really think it's important for your listeners that we need to bring it back, uh, you know, into the sort of realm of, of, of data and evidence mm-hmm. uh, rather than just... Um, kind of feelings about what should or should not be. Sure. And and really, I, I think your point is that the means does matter. The point about a, a gun, mm-hmm. which makes it very different to any other weapon, mm-hmm. uh, is that it uh, is much more lethal mm-hmm. um, and it's able to kill more people much more quickly. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the reasons why you want control mm-hmm. uh, over the type of weapon that civilians have over the number of weapons they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fact that it is a person behind the trigger, which is why you need strong gun laws, mm-hmm. uh, is you need to regulate mm-hmm. who owns what weapon uh, for which purpose. And we're sitting here with close over 400,000 people who we do not know whether they fit in proper mm. um, to, to own weapons. So on the one hand, you know, GOSA supports renewals, and yet on the other hand is happy that there are hundreds and thousands of people where their circumstances might have changed and their families might be at risk. Mm-hmm. Um, so this idea that guns are just there for self-defense, we've seen in the last couple of months mm-hmm. of parents accidentally shooting their children. This is the risk of having a gun. Uh, this is what it means to have a person behind the gun, uh, is we make mistakes, we mm-hmm. get angry. That's part of the human condition. And that's why we need to make sure uh, that that not everyone is fit and proper to have a gun. Um, so so regulating the person is absolutely critical. Uh, and then you know if one looks at at, at where the guns are coming from, uh, the data shows that the biggest source of weapons moving from the legal to the illegal market is theft and loss from civilians. Mm-hmm. Police contribute to that. Uh, so we need to look at the whole picture, and we need better enforcement. SAPs need to be taking much better control over their own guns. Mm -hmm. Um, But the point is, there's a ready market uh, and weapons are moving. We In in South Africa, something like 20 to 25 weapons move from the legal market into the illegal market every single day. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's, you know, we're sitting with an enormous problem. And I think the the other thing to say about the amnesty is it's important, uh, and I haven't mentioned this at all, is that amnesties work best when they run in conjunction with things like um, intelligence-driven operations, search and seizure. They're not a standalone, as it were. Mm -hmm. Uh, And often, in fact, as in South Africa, when stricter gun laws come in, uh, it works well uh, in that combination, which is what happened in both Brazil and Australia and then in South Africa in 2005. So I think we need to think about this holistically. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, what what we're looking at is how do we reduce access to weapons? Um, so that we can reduce gun death. And we want to make sure by removing weapons from circulation that these are weapons that cannot kill again. Okay, wonderful. I think uh, those are uh, you know, strong sentiments from your end as well. Let's quickly tap back into our WhatsApp line that has been coming through. Um, 9484 says, having a gun disabled in front of you doesn't make sense as it will be enabled 
uh, once you leave and possibly sold. I think the point there is, um, you know, a, a quick time frame towards getting it destroyed completely such that it doesn't reach the hands of anybody. Um, well, I, I think that's an that's ideal. That's a, uh, at the present moment, given the inefficiencies, yes, we do acknowledge not possible. But, I mean, in the ideal no, it's setting... it's not possible in terms of the law. Mm, okay. The law, have... the law. There's two. There's two things that come in. In the first place, the guns have to be. They have to be uh, tested ballistically mm-hmm. to make sure that they haven't. Even though that may not may not actually work, uh, they they have to be tested so that they, the police can see whether those guns have been used in, in previous in crimes and they can be linked to crimes. Surely, surely. Uh, in the second in the second case, there's something called the National Heritage Resources Act. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that relates to, to the, every single firearm that is handed in to the police has to be tested to see if it may have some historical significance mm-hmm. because that's then part of the South African national estate. You'll know that, that, that throughout the history of, of, of pretty much any country, firearms have been used by both sides of, or in conflicts, etc., 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 and some of those are quite historical and quite valuable to the national estate. Mm-hmm. Uh, in other words, to the historical heritage of the country. Um, now, every single firearm that is handed in in South Africa has to be tested by the National Heritage Resource Agency. And if it's been disabled or damaged in any way, then that's a, that's a, that's a problem. That, these, are, these are museum pieces, potentially, which, mm-hmm. are going, which, which, are, which are going to waste and which are being destroyed. Mm-hmm. And they're not allowed to be. Mm-hmm. The National, National Heritage Resources Agency has a very, very strong opinion on this. Mm-hmm. Um, and they cannot, the police cannot destroy firearms at source. Um, anybody that suggests that is being, is being reckless and, 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 and encouraging lawlessness, mm-hmm. um, to disable them itself would be a problem. Who, who's going to disable them? Are we going to have gunsmiths at every site where, where firearms are, are handed in to disable them? We've yes. got a couple of, well, I think we've got a couple of dozen or maybe a hundred or so gunsmiths in the whole country. Mm-hmm. Who's going to do that? No, surely. Uh, in terms of practicality. break them mm-hmm. with four-pound hammers. Mm. Uh, then, then they can't be ballistically tested. That they can't be... Sub-